In this episode, I walk you through the second P, personal development of the six P's of highly productive people. Welcome to Leadership for Startups, where we help entrepreneurs and leaders build businesses that grow and flourish. My name is Toyo Shinbi, your host, and welcome to episode nine. In the last episode, I went through the first P. We looked at the importance of being principle-centered and made the distinction around the two types of principles that you need to keep in focus, performance principles and people principles. And so if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to do so. That way you get a better understanding of what we're talking about. Also, I gave you a link, leadershipforstartups.com forward slash principles, where you can download a PDF that can help you to assess and come up with your own guiding principles. Today, we're looking at personal development. And this is one of my favorite topics as a learning and development professional. I think this is perhaps the most important topic that you are going to need to focus on. And whenever you hire and build your organization or whoever you hire, this is one of the traits that you absolutely need to be looking for is that are they passionate about their personal development? Personal development is the key to everything else. And The reason why this is one of the six P's is because taking ownership of your personal development is the trait of a great leader. As I always tell people that I train, leaders are readers and leaders are learners. And you taking ownership of your own personal development is one of the keys that's going to help you grow and it's going to help you help your company to keep growing. Now, I am going to focus in a specific area, but first of all, just to uh, make sure that we have the same sort of definition of what do we mean by development? And a good definition would simply be that a development plan that we're encouraging you to have would be a time-bound development objective that would be linked to your achievement, your goals. And this could be professional, could be personal, could be in career, in any area, we are going to focus specifically around the topic of leadership. But I do want to highlight that that should not only be the area of focus. In general, I think a development plan should cover a holistic view of everything. In fact, we now know that based on research and the human body being holistic, that really your development plan should target these four areas physical, which means that you you should have a physical development plan uh, that will cover things like eating healthily, exercising, um, moving, sleeping, resting, so that uh, your well-being is taken care of. Emotionally, uh, some of the things that I just mentioned will actually impact you emotionally, knowing when to rest, connect with people, knowing how to emotionally charge or recharge. Mentally, maintaining mental alertness, updating your knowledge, not only in the area of your business, but in other areas as well, just to keep that balance. And I would also say spiritually, having a higher why as the reason why you do what you do. Now, a good recommendation for this would be The Power of Engagement by Jim Lur and Tony Schwartz, where they identify the importance of making these four areas of 
energy, as they call it. Uh, and they explain why this focus beats focusing on things like time management. And it is just a good read. And I'll put that link to that book in the show notes. Now, and we will cover that maybe later on in terms of having this holistic plan. And so the first point to get across is the importance of having a personal development plan. Many people don't have this. You as a leader, you need to have one. You need to have a plan that is constantly helping you to grow in your skills. And as Brendan Bouchard mentioned, one of his quotes, he says, if you leave your growth to randomness, you'll always live in the land of mediocrity. And I think that sums up the reason why this particular topic is so important. So based on what Brendan Bouchard has mentioned, we can't leave our personal development to randomness. We have to be proactive and we have to be intentional about our growth. And not only would this be a case for you, but it would also need to be the case for the people that you hire to build your organization, that each person is taking ownership of their own personal development. In fact, I would go ahead and say that this is one of the traits that you want to be looking into whenever you're interviewing anybody. You should be asking them, what do they do? How are they developing themselves? What specific things are they doing? And so in today's episode, I'm going to cover the five steps that you need to go through in order to create your own development plan. I'm going to look at three specific areas for you as a leader that you're always going to need to be focusing on as part of your development plan. And then I'm going to give you five simple daily habits that can help you take your development plan into an actionable process so that every day you're learning. I'd love to get your feedback on this if it's working for you. So let's go. First of all, in our five steps to creating your personal development plan, we're going to talk about where you start. Choosing your starting point is the first step in the five steps to creating your development plan. And this is important because we don't change until we're first self-aware. And knowing where we are is always going to be the best place to start. And in order to do that, we first of all need to have an idea of what it, what is it that we're trying to develop? Which area are we trying to develop? Now, specifically, I'm speaking to you as the leader, the owner of the business. But I am going to mention in passing something that might be able to help you if you do have a team of people. And I can give you some starting points for other team members, people who are part of your organization. And I'll give you six areas that would help you to help them figure out what's the next step. And I'm just going to mention them in, in quickly. And you might want to jot this down. It's transition. And that's because some people are in roles where it's not right for them and they're going to need to transition into another role. Or it could be a development plan that's focusing on their own job. And that kind of development is something that maybe is going to be relevant to you because as your role evolves, you're constantly going to need to develop yourself. But for some of us, when we get into a role, I'll just use a very simple 
analogy, for instance, I'm using Excel. My level of competency around using Excel is average and I might need to upskill myself to become an expert. That's working on a development plan that is relevant to my own job. Then you would have what's called a development plan that could be promotional. I'm now moving from one role into another role. That's a promotional plan. And what I need to start doing is looking at the competencies and skills and abilities of what's going to be needed in that new role. And so my development plan is focusing on getting to that next level. Or it could be an improvement plan. That's the fourth area where an improvement plan is where I'm doing the job. Maybe I'm dropping the ball and I now need to just go back to basics and that might be an improvement plan. Then you also have what's called a career plan. And this is more of a long-term plan in the next five, 10 years. Where do I see myself? And then the last one is a succession plan. This is where I am not only developing myself, but I'm helping to develop somebody else to replace me. Now, those six areas that I've just mentioned in passing, they spell the word topics. That's T for transition, O for own job, P for promotional, I for improvement, C for career, and S for succession. And this is something that you might want to just help your team members, members in your, in your organization to understand and have conversations with them around what is the next step for you. But I think that that's slightly different for the owner of the business, the CEO, the leader. Your development plan is going to be slightly different. It's going to involve some of the things that we've mentioned in other episodes. For instance, in episode four, we talked about the three distinct roles uh, that an entrepreneur plays in the business. And whether you're the innovator, whether you're the manager, or whether you're the technician. And I think understanding this would help you understand a bit more of why your development plan is slightly going to be different to the ones I've just mentioned. Most experts will agree that with most organizations, it goes through three main phases. There's the startup stage, which is the beginning of the whole journey. Then there's the scale-up stage where you found your customer and you know, you're now increasing revenue and hiring staff rapidly. And then there's the stay-up stage, which is that you now want to maintain your position in the marketplace. And each time an organization transitions from one stage to the next, the entrepreneur, the leader, has to develop new set of skills, new set of understanding have an additional mindset to be able to cope with either the rapid growth or in the elementary stages of the organization. Your development plan should be tailored to the stages of which your organization is at. So as we talk about choosing your starting point, you would need to simply ask yourself, where is my business at right now? Since, as I said, we are focusing specifically on your leadership development not in the other areas which you can still have a development plan around. The second step would be to know what your strengths are. What are your strengths? Now, when I deliver training and I ask this question, I get two types of audience or responses. One, some people are quite confident in talking about their strengths, while others aren't so confident. 
Sometimes it's a cultural issue, but I think it's important for us to be aware of our strengths. And that is healthy because in that's how we know how we contribute, especially if you're the one running your own business, you should know what your strengths are. But it also indicates that you should be aware of what your weaknesses are in addition. And also to mention that your strengths can also become your weaknesses if you rely on them all the time. But let's talk about just having an idea of why it's important to know your strengths. Well, as I talked about earlier about awareness, your strength awareness will help you recognize and embrace who you are at your core. And I think there's a sense of confidence that comes from how I add value in situations. And I also think that when you're acting on your strength zones, they help to create more motivation and energy. For instance, some of us are not necessarily that detailed person. If you're doing so much tasking work, that's very detailed. Some of us, that drains us and we don't find it beneficial. Some of us, the reason why we're starting our own businesses is because we want to do the things we love. And so being in your strength zone is an important development process for you. But also as you begin to develop other people, you're going to find out that placing them in their strength zone would be a better return on investment than putting them in places where they're not so charged up about. Also, knowing your strengths will help you to identify your gaps, as I've said. And then you can also then pull in complementary partnerships that will be necessary for the success of your organization. And as you become more aware of your strengths, the ability to effectively manage them significantly will increase. In addition to what I've just said, there's also something that's called playing too much to your strengths. Uh, and that's something that we can talk about later on. But let's just look at this from a perspective of you understanding what your strengths are. So how can you know your strengths? In episode four, we talked about the three distinct roles. Again, we talked about being an innovator, being the manager, or being the technician. And that normally gives an indication of the kind of role that you play. In addition to that, if you've downloaded the 12 essential characteristics of successful entrepreneurs, you might also be able to highlight areas of strength. To mention a few, for instance, promoter is one of the strengths sometimes of entrepreneurs that everywhere they go, they just naturally promote what they're doing. It could be risk-taking. It could be being a relationship builder, a problem solver. It could be what some people consider to be born leadership skills. You would know what are areas of strength. Asking people that work for you to let you know what they observe, what are your natural strengths. Reflecting on things that naturally come easy to you, that takes less effort than others. And sometimes you realize you could just either, it's mathematics, it's just adding things up, multiplying, subtracting. You can just do it in a flash. Some people is being able to just think through solutions very quickly. Either way, what you'll find is that other people will normally respond and say, well, how did you do that so easily? And that's how you know where it's more like a strength. And the thing about strengths are sometimes they're so close to us that we ourselves don't realize them or observe them as strengths. We think that everybody else can do that. Well, this is going to become important for you 
when it comes to delegating tasks and responsibilities. Because in the area of our strengths, we naturally think that, well, it's easy for me, therefore, it's also simply easy for you. And what I observe is when leaders do this and they delegate and they delegate that task, they also sell the delegation of the task as easy. Oh, don't worry. This is something that's easy to do. That simply comes from the fact that it's because it's easy for you. But you've got to bear in mind that that might not always be the case for the person that you're delegating it to. But we'll talk about that in another podcast episode when we'll talk about the skills of delegation. But for now, coming back to this, highlighting your strengths, there's another way that you can know your strengths, which is by completing a Strength Finder survey, Strength Finder 2.0 by Tom Raft. You can buy the book or purchase it online, answer some questions that will then give you your top five strengths in the different domains of strength. They look at striving, which is how you work harder. They look at thinking, working smarter, relating, assisting people, and impacting, influencing people. You normally come up with your top five and it'll give you a description and it'll tell you how you can apply that for yourself. So knowing your strengths is an important part of the process when it comes to creating your development plan. And then you can ask number three, what is the development need? So once you're aware that number one, you're choosing your area of focus and we are specifically focusing on leadership skills for you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a person who's leading this startup. Then we'll look at, we've looked at number two, which is what are your strengths? And you should have that written down somewhere, acknowledged by you. Yes, this is an area where I feel more confident. Now, number three, we need to uncover what is your development need? Now, the development need is normally highlighted based on the results of what you're trying to achieve. So when we think about this within our organization and goals that we've set, well, you're going to find that it makes it easier to identify what the gaps are. Setting clear goals and objectives is the key to knowing what your development needs are. So as an organization, for instance, if you are in the startup stage, there's a high chance that you're currently in the process of generating more revenue. You're in the process of either finding the customer or fine-tuning who your true customers are and then going out there to sell to them. That's the phase of uh, the startup stage. Or it could be you're simply on the process of getting funding. You want to know how to engage with investors and you want to know how to sell the idea of your organization to venture capitalists and you want to get their buy-in and that's a skill. So whatever phase you're in, that's going to be the prerequisite to you uncovering what the development need is. So there's a simple way of how you can know what your development needs are in any area of life. And that is by simply setting a clear goal and an objective. And again, we'll cover this in another 
episode where we will look at how to set clear goals and objectives. But there are a few ingredients that need to be in place for you to set a clear goal. And that clear goal will need to have a, an objective, which is something that you're trying to achieve. And then you need to have a key result. The key result would need to be something that is specific and measurable and time bound. And you would know when you've achieved it. So coming back to our example about you looking for funding as an example, you might say by the end of this year, you hope to have achieved a certain amount of funding. Right? That's the key result. And behind that would be a set of key behaviors that you are demonstrating in order to get that key result. How you uncover the development need is simply by you observing your behavior. And that's something that we can look at from a measurable way. And that will be measured either qualitatively or quantitatively. So for instance, if you're saying, I need to pitch three venture capitalists every week, that's something that you can measure in a, you know, quantity wise but then there's also something called a qualitative side which will be the choice of words the way you shared your story at the beginning of the presentation and that would be something that you need to reflect on after each time you do your pitch and maybe from doing that you will then uncover that maybe i can take this to another level now by you simply doing that what you've been able to assess is the gap between what you're trying to achieve and where you currently are. And it is that gap that normally serves as the development plan. So you might find out that, ah, oh, I think what I need to get better at would be my presentation skills. Okay. So that's a, an objective now. So now we're beginning to form a development plan, right? Based on presentation skills, just using this as an example. But what exactly is it about the presentation skills that you need to develop? And this is where I'm going to give you the three areas that you're always going to need to focus on when it comes to a development plan. Number one, it would either be a character quality. A character quality means, for instance, self-discipline is a character quality, courage is a character quality. Responsibility is a character quality. So all these attributes, if you have a list of character qualities, you can think, you know what? I need to improve in my self-discipline. I need to improve in my courage. I need to become more courageous. I need to speak to people that I'm intimidated by. And so I need courage to pitch to these type of people. So that could be part of your development plan. So that's the first area. The second area could be competencies. Competencies would be the skills and the ability of how you do it, of how you do your pitch, your choice of words. So for instance, a competency as an example would be communication skills. Maybe I need to improve on how I actually deliver. Maybe I need to improve on my storytelling. Maybe I need to improve on my eye contact, my body language. So those are all skills that you are able to develop around. And that's the second area. So a list of competencies might you might you might have and by choosing one or two 
That could be part of your development plan. A third area would be connection. So we've got character, we've got competency, and now also we've got connections. Because at the end of the day, we all love to do business with who we like, we know, and we trust. And an area of development for us would also be knowing how to connect with people. So yes, this might fall under competencies still, but it's important for us to distinguish that there are a set of skills that you can simply develop on your own, but there are also a set of skills that you develop with others. And the only way you know that you are getting through is when you're connecting with people. So it could be, for instance, that yes, you do your presentation. Yes, you actually have a good response, but you're not really a person who knows how to connect with people, whether it's during the presentation or after the presentation. And that may be an area for you to work on. You're building trust with people. You're just general skills of connecting with people and building your community, building your audience. And that might be an area of development. For you as a leader, you're going to find out that these three areas would always be the areas to look into whenever you're thinking about your leadership development. It will either be character, an area of your character that you always need to be working on. It will either be competencies, skills, and abilities that will help you to take things to the next level, or it'll be an area of connection because leadership only happens through connection. As John Maxwell says, a leader asks for the heart before he asks for the hand. And people will follow people who they like, who they know, who they trust. Influencing other people is through connections. It's all about the connection. And that will serve you as the framework for your development plan. So that's number three. So if the goal is clear and you are quite specific around what the development need is, then you can go about with step four, which is create your development plan. Again, let's go back to what this might look like. It could be, for instance, if you were to download the 12 essential characteristics of successful entrepreneurs. It could be be more decisive. That might be the area for you. It could be being more confident like what we just talked about, where we're going to then from that look at courage. It could be being a problem solver. It could be being more resilient. Or if we were also to look at one of our previous episodes, episode five, where we talked about the four core leadership roles, it could be that your development plan is around leading yourself, because that was the first thing we said, that lead yourself first is the first core role of a leader. It could be around envisioning the future, which is the second role. And it could be that you need to simply have more clarity around what the future looks like for your organization, because that is something that is going to become important as you hire more people, people will buy into you and then buy into the vision. But if the vision isn't clear in your mind, then that's something that perhaps you need to work on. The, sec the third area was aligning systems and processes. Maybe you've got to that place of scale up 
and you're hiring lots of staff now. And now you're going to realize that systems and processes should be the area of your focus. You perhaps need to start working and developing your understanding around that. Or it could be that that's in place and you now have direct reports who are reporting to you. You're now developing leaders within the organization and your focus needs to be on developing your people and you need to perhaps learn the skills of coaching more effectively, empowering more effectively or delegating more effectively. So you can see how if you go back to some of our previous uh, episodes, episode four and five in particular, maybe you want to listen to that again, that might give you an idea of how or where to place your focus on what the development need is. And then you can start to create your development plan. So let's talk about creating your development plan. Step four, creating your development plan is the next phase. And we don't want to complicate things. We want to keep it simple. And we can do that by simply asking ourselves some specific questions. Simple yet profound. What is my objective? Being very clear on what it is you're trying to develop. What are my learning gaps? And then also asking, is this a character quality I need to focus on? Is it a competency? Is it a connection issue? Connection, let's go there because that might be the one that might we might not understand. The other two, I'm guessing we will, but it's to do with building relationships with other people. And many of us sometimes struggle with knowing how to carry that through. What is it that I need to do to be able to engage with people? As a business owner, that is definitely a skill that is a requirement that a lot of your business is going to happen through relationships. And so it could be you pushing the boundaries into going into different areas where you're now networking and building relationships with people who perhaps could be quite intimidating to you or you just don't know how to keep up with them. So that might be the area of your development plan. It could be a character quality. Uh, earlier on in our previous episode, we talked about the importance of principle-centered. And we said that there were two types. There's the performance principles, but then there are also the people principles. And for some of us, sometimes we're so busy that in the area of just being kind and considerate or having empathy, that might be an issue. And so that might be your specific development plan that I need to be more empathetic. I need to be more kind. Or it could be in the area of competency as your organization is growing you need to now have the skills to be able to not only manage yourself, or it could be managing others, or it could be managing others that are managing others, which is managing managers, or it could be managing your whole organization, or it could be delegating, finding somebody who's going to take care of that and knowing how to delegate. So you can see that just by asking these questions, we're beginning to break down what the specific area of development is and that is the starting process of creating your development plan. Don't overdo it. Just simply write that down. Okay, so what is the area of focus um, now that I've been able to identify what the need is and what the area of focus is? So moving then to step five is what is your development method? How are you now going to develop yourself well one thing we know for sure is that the best development plan 
is experience. Experience is our greatest teacher. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure that you put yourself in situations to actually apply whatever it is that you are learning. And I said I'm going to end up with five daily habits. And in doing this, I can also almost guarantee that you will see a different if you follow these simple steps. First of all, the first thing that you're going to need to do when it comes to development methods is simply figure out how are you going to be equipped in this area of development. It could be reading, it could be being coached, it could be going to training, it could be observing somebody. There are many ways of how you can, first of all, get the necessary knowledge or skill or the attitude. And that is vital. And so to keep it quite simple, there are always three things that you need in order to change or grow. Number one would be the mindset. So for instance, if we're talking about delegation as an area of development, the first thing that you're going to need to change is your mindset around it. So if you struggle with delegation, if you control, if you want to control everything, the reason why an entrepreneur sometimes struggles with letting go is because, and not delegating is because they have a different mindset. And so the first thing that needs to change is your mindset around it. Perhaps you have a mindset that if you want something done properly, do it yourself. Nothing is going to change until you change your mindset, which is if I want to do more things, I have got to delegate things that I'm doing now so that I can get on to do the things that I need to start focusing on. Or I need to focus on less things and do them better. And therefore, I need to delegate the things that are not as important to me. How would you be able to change your mindset? Well, there are different ways. Listening to podcasts like this would definitely help because we're educating your mind and your heart, actually, which is that you're, you're beginning to see things from a different perspective. And there are different methods of how you can do that. And so you can read, you can uh, watch videos, you can go to training, you can interview people, you can observe other people. So how you'd influence your mindset would be one of the most important aspects that's going to lead to long-term change. And so subscribing to a podcast like this, as we talk about helping you to build a business that will grow and flourish simply through this podcast is because this podcast, the first step that this podcast is supposed to help you do is to change your mindset. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is then the right behaviors. Following changing the mindset, you're then going to need some actionable steps, something to actually do, something to a behavior to demonstrate, something to either say or something to do. And that will be more under the skill set part. And so how do I delegate? I now have the mindset that I know I need to delegate. But that doesn't mean that you know how to delegate. And so, for instance, we might give you some actions and say, step 
One, have a conversation with the person in terms of what you're trying to delegate and pinpoint exactly what it is that you're delegating. Or it could be step one, select somebody who you already know can do this task because they've done it before. You see, that's a very actionable step. You select them. Then you have a face-to-face conversation stating exactly what you want them to do, when you want them to do it by, and for them to update you daily on how things are going. You see, that's very actionable. And what we might then get you to do is to write that down, right, in a very actionable way. And each time you do that, you tick, you tick, you tick and say, I have done this. Yes, I have said this. We might even give you language, for instance, and say, here's how you would delegate. And this is the question you would ask once you've conveyed what you want delegated. For example, can you talk me through what you need to do now that I've delegated this to you? You see, I'm asking a question. That's a behavior. That's something that you can say, did I do this? Yes or no? So this could be part of your development plan. And this is one of the quick ways of how when you read books, when you watch videos, when you um, observe people training, these are the kind of things that you should be looking out for. They're like hacks, they're like the quick way, because at the end of the day, you might still have the mindset, but that doesn't mean that you always have the skill set. So that's the second thing. Then the third thing will be a tool set. So if I, for instance, put together a PDF uh, that asks you certain questions or gave you language of actual things to say or gave you a form to fill up at the end of every delegation, just as an example, then you can then rate yourself on your competency. So maybe at the beginning, you gave yourself four out of 10 because you realized when you delegated there were six other things that you just didn't do and then by the end of uh, a week or two you rate yourself a nine or a ten what's just happened is you've just developed you've just grown now the next thing is that you want to make that habitual right and so that would be the, the the main thing so how can you then make this an ongoing development process so to finish off i mentioned that i'm going to give you five daily habits of how you can always be developing yourself. And we will have another podcast on this because I think this is pivotal to everybody's development. And this is also something that you might want to pass on to your teams to get them to listen to this actually so that they can take ownership of their own development. And I figured out that I've read many books and I've uh, digested different journals and different ways of how to eventually grow and develop and even from our own profession as learning and development professionals we know that we learn by doing and that's something that as i said the experience of doing is actually one of the key ways of how we learn and you would know this because a child that's learning how to to walk i remember my son and my daughter when they were learning how to walk it was fascinating simply to see them develop they would stand up they would walk a few steps they would get they would fall down but then they kept on going and each time they got a bit further and i realized that there's a definitely a process as to how we learn 
And so I'm going to give you these five daily habits. And you can simply just try this out from today or tomorrow. And you can just pull out an A4 sheet and just put one, two, three, four, five with some gaps in between. And at the top of number one, just put think. And at number two, put plan. Number three, put do. Number four, put reflect. And number five, put learn. And the simple question is every day when you wake up, just ask yourself thought for the day. You know, and that could be anything that just inspires you. It could be uh, a text that you read. It could be anything that just really gets you going, reminds you of your vision, reminds you of your aspirations or something that you know you definitely want to make a habitual thought about you, your plans, whatever it is, just, just write that down, right? Then number two, a plan. Plan for today. What are some key things that you absolutely have to do today, right? One of them for me was recording this podcast, right? So you say, these are the three essentials. And don't make it more than three because that would be a bit overwhelming. It could be, who do you need to speak to today? What do I need to actually do today? And then in the do, you want to tick off these things that you have done. So the doing is actually the physical going out there to actually do it. And that might be things that you've put in your calendar. So you might have to allocate time to say, okay, when am I going to record this podcast from this time to this time? When am I going to speak to this person from this time to this time? This is where you go to your calendar and you try and allocate your time for these activities, right? So for instance, if it was delegation, coming back to our development plan, it could be that I need to delegate to Seth at two o'clock today. And so I put that in my calendar so I know that it's going to happen. Now, at the end of the day, it could be the next morning, but at the end of the day, you then want to reflect. That's number four. How did my day go? What were some wins? What didn't go so well? And I think just asking ourselves these questions, they help us to assess how we're doing, what's going well, what are we grateful for, what are some of the things that I can learn from today? What could have gone better? So all these type of questions, you design the questions, but reflection is what gives us insights. And actually, that's where we begin to learn. And so number five, we can then summarize and simply ask ourselves the question, what did I learn today? And I believe that if you do these five things daily, think, plan, do, reflect, and learn, when whatever area you've chosen, whether it is your leadership skills, whether it is in your personal leadership, whether it is in the area of people, principle-centered, being more empathetic, whether it's in your self-discipline, whatever area you focus on, once you've chosen what that area is, and you then run it through this think, plan, do, reflect, and learn, you will actually find that you will make progress. Better still, if you have somebody holding you accountable, you will see rapid progress. That's what it is on uh, this topic of personal development. In the next episode, we'll go through the third P, which is purpose. It's a very important one. 
and you can go to leadershipforstartups.com. We've now added the podcast on the website. So you see a tab that says podcasts and you can listen to the podcast on the website now. If you're enjoying this, please subscribe and we'll love for you to put a review on iTunes and that will definitely help this show to get to a larger audience and please share this with your friends as well. We also now have a Twitter account, which is leader for startups. That's leader, the number four startups. You see a link to that also on the website. If you are on Twitter, we have a Facebook page now. Let's build a community of leaders for startups because as we've said, entrepreneurs can help change the world. You have an idea. You want your startup to contribute to the welfare of our society. We need more entrepreneurs who are not only building products and services, but leading their people effectively. So I hope this has been helpful. Again, go to Leadership for Startups. You can also subscribe to this podcast from any of the channels that you're watching this from. And until next time, to your success.